Blog Talk Radio. you. 
just contact Larry. Uh, is that probably the best way? Or you can contact me, but Larry will probably be much better at getting back to you. Um, here's my idea. Everybody's got promos in wrestling. And, and we're in an age where the promos have never been worse. I mean, I'm talking almost everybody. Where when there is a dynamite promo, it stands out. Like, the you know, the Cody Rhodes um, promo post match with his brother that's the that's the best promo i can think of that's happened recently so here's what i want georgia wrestling people um or surrounding states what's your favorite promo or what's one of your favorite promos you'll come on the air um you'll tell us the story of why such and such promo is your favorite one and then you'll just do the promo. Now, you don't have to do if, – if, if hard times, Dusty Rhodes is your favorite promo. You know, you tell the story on why it's your favorite promo or one of them, and then you do the promo. Now, you don't have to do a Dusty Rhodes impersonation. In fact, <laughs> I would suggest you don't, but it's really up to you. Um, and then you just recite the promo, or you can talk it or however you want to do it. And uh, I just thought it would be a great sort of thing. You know, we have between five and ten promos. And people talk about the lost art of the promo um, and then uh, cut promos. Maybe you know of a promo that isn't, like, a big-time, like, famous one, um, but the one that meant a lot to you personally. So the story will be different and more personal on why you love that promo. Anyway, that's what we're going to do next time on The Tipping Point. So if you'd like to participate, and I hope people really get out and do it, um, yeah, what's your favorite promo? And uh, let's hear them, and let's hear the stories around them. So that's what's on my mind, Larry. Okay, so that's uh, two weeks tonight, which I believe will be July the 2nd. 2nd, yes, sir. Yeah, so 4th of July week will we'll be promo night. Um since we've last had a show, well, it's been three weeks, so a lot's taken in wrestling business. A lot's yeah. happened in three weeks, of course. A couple of interesting podcasts have been out uh, just within the last week. Gunnar Miller had uh, David Sahadi on the, the 60 Minute Broadway. I thought that was pretty interesting to hear uh, a guy with, with such a esteemed career as a producer, um, television producer talking. I, I kind of enjoyed that. And then there was a podcast that just came out, I believe it was yesterday, uh, on the wrestling business with this is the tapped out um, guys. This is Nick McDaniel and his co-host is yep. Gary Lamb. And they're going to be doing these shows, uh, they said probably a minimum of once a month. But um, that was also very interesting hearing Gary Lamb uh, talk about the wrestling business and his views on the wrestling as a business. Um, a couple interesting tidbits in there. Along the way, he said yep. that um, although um, <clears throat> uh, Southern Honor uh, – didn't start until the last three months of the year. I guess he said that he still thought that he should be the should have been the promoter of the year because Southern Honor was the promotion everybody was talking about. And I he also barely said heard that, of them. <laughs> like he says that all the time, and I'm just like, I fucking barely heard of them honestly last year. It was sort of reflect. In fact, I had to like concentrate on what, like, who are we talking? Southern Honor. Oh, okay. Like when we we're gonna have Gary Lamb on the first time, I had to like go back and do research about. <laughs> And so, he, I don't know, he blows he, that out of the he, water. But well, anyway, what else did he have to say? Well, no, along <laughs> those lines, he said that uh, 
uh, Southern Honor had been mentioned on every tipping point since I don't I think he wanted to say October November last year. He said that we probably wouldn't have mentioned this this week just just because. But here we already have mentioned him. So there you go. Oh no, I mean um, I mean they're the, they're the they're the big movers and shakers. I don't think there's any doubt. I mean everybody you can always tell who's the biggest by who by the adjustments from everybody else. I mean, Southern Fried lies about their crowd because they want to be in Southern Honor's vicinity. That's, I mean, they can argue all they want, but that's why they're trying to claim a thousand, and so they can match Southern Honor's thousand. There's no doubt that Gary Lamb is influential and probably almost as good as he says he is. Um, but you know, Gary Lamb, of course, is also in danger, from what I've heard, of taking that yoga class that I said Ben Masters took way back when where, you know, he's taking all this yoga so he can just keep sucking his own dick. Like, <laughs> and you got to wonder at what point that that level of hubris just ends up, there's only two ways you can go with it, right? He either crushes you and it's a part of your shame during a fall, or you change as a person. Um, then again, you know, Gary Lamb, I think, in a lot of ways, gets wrestling better than wrestling people do. And I think that that's a lot of what's going on. But that's not an insult. Yeah. In fact, it's a bit of a compliment. So I'd say. We, well, just, yes, sir. Just one other thing he said, he mentioned, there's a lot There's a lot in this in this hour broadcast. But I uh, do need to listen to it, yeah. That Southern Honor was the best highly produced wrestling show in the country that did not have a television contract. I, you know, that's that's the one thing I think, I, I mean, for all the good stuff going on in Georgia, and there's a ton, um, I think sometimes, I mean, all about being a part of this problem is because I always talk about Georgia wrestling, Georgia wrestling, I think I've left people with the impression that Georgia is some kind of aberration in the country where like Georgia wrestling is exploding and everywhere else it's not. Um, no, <laughs> it is like a lot of the Northeast promotions that used to be noteworthy. And then you didn't really hear about them. They're back drawing these enormous crowds. I mean, a, a couple of the crowds, I mean, wrestling in general is hot, right? If oh, you look yeah. at the all in yeah. ticket sales, um, which, which interesting, Larry, uh, here's something interesting to just sort of bring up and we can discuss briefly is the 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 notion had always been and, and you know there's a number of what i'm calling wrestling like common knowledge that is that no longer applies one of them i think is this idea that when triple h takes over everything's going to be great <laughs> i i think everybody says it everybody believes that but there is no basis for that fact there's no basis in fact for that except for NXT is pretty good most of the time. Um, that has nothing to do with what they're doing wrong. SmackDown. The other one that I think is a myth <clears throat> is how the WWE goes, so wrestling goes. I, I don't think that's the case anymore. And that happened in kind of short order, did it not? Where, I agree. I mean, yeah. the WWE is never – I mean, it has not been this awful in a long time. There, there are 10,000 – Seats short at their next pay-per-view, Larry. They're giving tickets away hand over fist. They're selling tickets two for one. They've curtained off 
15,000 seats, so they only have to sell 12,000, and they've only sold 2,000. So, I mean, yeah, that's shocking, right? And so on Raw was a full court press to sell tickets to that thing, like we haven't seen in a long time. It's just basically a shameless infomercial. Buy tickets to this thing, but it didn't move the radar. It didn't, it didn't get anybody to buy tickets. But yet, I mean, all in sells out in what, 15 minutes? Is that right? Like, all in sells out instantly. Um, indies all over the place are drawing huge crowds. In fact, it made me sort of nostalgic for Colorado, where I'm like, I mean, because there's like rinky-dink-ish Colorado promotions that are doing four, four or five hundred, upwards of six or seven hundred, with no names on the card whatsoever. We're talking just like local guys that they see all the time on everybody's show, and now they're pushing numbers to four to seven hundred with nobody brought in. So, you know, Georgia wrestling is doing great. Southern honor is doing great though. Again, they're a once a month gig, right? Like, so, and Southern fried is become kind of a once a month gig. Um, so I don't know what that means, but I think it's great that Georgia's going up while the WWE is not doing anybody any favors right now. So. Um, regarding uh, Southern Fried, I think the once a month is strictly uh, summer month thing coming off the big show. Their plan is to do is to run twice, to to continue on a twice okay. a month schedule from, every, from everything I know. You know, the, the, of course, the place I'm most familiar with outside of Georgia is Chicago wrestling, and that's certainly come up when you look at the kind of crowds AAW is drawing, show in and show out, um, and even free and freelance that well, you know they. It was a bar show. They did okay, but the the, the last few shows in, in May, I don't maybe a lot more than that. They've been they've been packing them out for their shows at Logan Square, which I guess would be 300 compared to what they we used to do. So yeah, I mean everybody's up. All the independents are. But are we seeing like a shift? Not a not an explosion in popularity, but in a shift in what's popular, um, away from WWE to other things. It wasn't that long ago, Larry, where I would go to these shows in Florida. Uh, you know, Evolve, FIP, um, Shine, right? They could and drop, with the exception, no. I mean, I tell the story from time to time. There is a show where Ron Niemi is there, who manages some, and a guy who's heavily involved in the wrestling scene there. Dante Brown and I are sitting at a bar, and if that doesn't sound like the setup of Joe, I don't know what does, right? So,
And right. now all of those shows, and it's not because of the WWE affiliation. I think a lot of people get that wrong. No, Florida Wrestling's hot. Now, Shine always had a base audience of its own and did okay. But now you can't, you can't shoehorn another person into the Orpheum when they're there. Um, so wrestling's doing really, really great. And some of the guys are definitely better riding the front of the wave than the others. There's no doubt about that. Sorry for the uh, silence. I was mm-hmm. running back to Brian Kanabrowski to get things uh, squared here. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I, it is quite a shift, and we'll we'll see if it if it can. We'll see what happens when AEW gets up fully up and running. How it plays out then. When they get on, and TV, I, you know, I, really interesting. I gotta say, I've, I've, you know, Georgia Wrestling History, of course, which is everybody should be reading it. Everybody should be looking at what's coming up on it. GWHnewsandnotes.blogspot.com. Um, Rob Rod is. I love the fact that he now, he fills up his weekend with. I'm going to this show on Friday. I'm going to this show on Saturday or whatever, and list your shows below. And, you know, people are listening to shows and he's trying out different stuff. He's got his kind of a, he's got his little bucket list, right, of shows that he's yeah. never been to. And he's like there right now. There's no excuse to not get Larry or Rob to one of your shows. There just isn't because, I mean, he's willing to go. His reports are getting better and better and better, in my opinion. And it's just so great to see this sort of level of coverage. Now I'm curious if the shows there's, because we know there's parts of Georgia, right. In the state that have long bemoaned the fact that they did not get an equal amount of attention or people tend to think that they don't matter as much. Well, here's your chance. I don't, I've never gotten the notion that, well, we don't get enough enough attention, well, then here's your chance. Tell Rob about your show. Get you or Larry, to, him or Larry to go out there to the show or somebody else to review them and get part of the news cycle. I, I understand that people are tired of hearing about Gary Lamb to an extent. I understand it. But they're making noise and they're starting shit. And, and that's a part of the wrestling game, and it always has been. That's why I can't wait to talk um, to the you know, the owner of PWX because, I mean, they have their own little squabbles. Now, they're not as widely known, and they don't throw them out there all the time, but that's kind of the business that we're in. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if people miss that memo. So I'm very interested to hear from that and from Cabana Mandan. I'm, I, I'm, you know, we got Scenic City coming up. Is that the next – big thing coming up i suppose it is right we're talking about beginning of august right for first weekend City. in august yeah and the, and the field has been announced maybe we'll get a chance to talk about that tonight if not certainly the next time we need to touch on the field for the scenic city which has now been completely filled and we do have more promotions sending in stuff that that did not That's before wonderful. sending in cards and sending in results um we more than we ever have before well i, mean, I shouldn't say ever certainly more in recent times as far as people sub- submitting things. But we're joined now by our yes, first sir. guest, Alabama's own Cabana Man Dan. Welcome to the Tipping Point, sir. Thank you for having me on. Are you both doing okay today? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Too- so uh, what's going on? Uh, how are you feeling? 
I am feeling fantastic trying to hold together. Um, I was looking over my summer schedule this week uh, for wrestling, and it's like, wow, that's a lot of places, and I'm very happy about it. And it's like, wow, that's a lot of driving, and I hope to see everybody at all these shows coming up. Well, you know, yeah, man, that, I, that was my thought when I looked at when I looked at the places you've been wrestling. You're you're putting a lot of miles on. You're you're getting all over the place. Well, that was my goal for this year. Um, I went into this year with a New Year's resolution to only wrestle for one show in Alabama, and that's New South. And I'm, uh, I work work with them very closely backstage, so I'm invested emotionally in that company. And then outside of that, I yeah. tried to be out of state as much as possible. So, Dan, is your goal to wrestle for as many different promotions as possible? To get to many states as possible, like what's your what's your priority? Because you know, different guys have different goals based on, I guess, what they want or you know where they are at in their career, that kind of thing. What what's your sort of main priority when accepting a booking or pursuing one? Well, um, you know, I like to go as many places as possible, but I just don't want to go just anywhere. I have to have some sort of perceived value, whether that's a show that I believe is getting a lot of buzz using people that I either want to work with or getting buzz themselves or if the money's right. You know, it's pretty much the, the three keys or something that makes me happy. What's a show that you're very glad to get on because they, they got a little buzz or you heard good things from the boys? What's, what's a show that you're going to do soon that was like, I've been hearing a lot about show blank, I, I want to get to that show. They're asking me. I'm going to go. Well, uh, I mean, there's that's kind of a twofold question. There's one that I work to get to, and there's some I'm debuting at later this summer. Um, like to start out the year, uh, I was interested in going to Black Label Pro in Crown Point, Indiana, and they kind of had a new mm. talent showcase, uh, and I went up there with O'Shea Edwards and Donnie Primetime, and uh, you know, had an opportunity to earn a job there, and I have. I'm on all the cards coming up that I can make. And then in February, Absolute Intense Wrestling in the Cleveland, Ohio area, had a new talent uh, tryout, I guess, day. And uh, I did the, I did that uh, tryout, which that's probably the most in-depth tryout that I've been to as far as seeing what kind of skills you have, your ring presence, ring awareness, roles and then actual matches. So um, I was selected uh, along with 13 other people from the tryout that I used that night, which I've got to give them huge props that usually these tryouts, you know, they'll use one person or one match, but they ended up using 33% of the people that tried out. That's awesome. Um, hmm. As far as other places I'm going to haven't been, it's uh, Primetime Pro Wrestling in Washington, D.C. proper, and then Flying V Fights in Silver Spring, Maryland. Uh, both of those shows were pretty associated with Nova Pro that, you know, went defunct uh, before Mania Weekend. It kind of was a spinoff of that show with some of the people that worked behind the scenes there starting their own promotions to kind of take the, take the bookings that Nova Pro kind of, uh, I guess, had and backed out on. Speaking of which, I, a little birdie told me I should ask you about your Mania Weekend experience. 
It, it's uh, it's definitely a wrestling week I'll I'll never forget. Um, uh, it, was, it was stressful to begin with because family reunion was Thursday. Uh, call time was 10. My plane arrived in Newark at 10. <laughs> um, I had uh, Boston Nuga pick me up from the airport. And, uh, you know, we went and uh, had the Southern Underground Pro uh, matchup with me, O'Shea, Mr. Brickster versus Koo, Dom, and uh, Brett Eisen. And it was really a showcase for a lot of us that's never been seen outside of the Southeast um, on, a, on a stage such as that. But that was a Thursday, and I ended up having a second booking that night on Thursday. And that was, um, that was finalized around 9 p.m. I was asleep in the Airbnb. And I get a Facebook call from Dr. Dan uh, from uh, AIW. And he said, hey, CMD, are you going to be at the arena? And I was like, yeah, I'm just I'm sleeping right now, but I'm going to be there. It's like, okay, well, whenever you get there, report to Hornswoggle and Scott Steiner, you're in their match. It's like, okay, I'll be there. <laughs> so that was probably the most surreal wrestling match I could ever have. Uh was uh, not really in the match, but just kind of a player in that match. Uh, pretty much getting bumped around by Hornswoggle and uh, Scott Steiner a little bit. Um, but uh, that was just surreal being, you know, backstage with those guys and sharing the same little closet talking about what we're going to do and then going out there and doing it. And it was just, it was wild. And uh, You Steiner know, I... Threw, Go ahead. He threw me pretty sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, you know, I think, uh, do you consider, I'm just curious, do you consider yourself a comedy wrestler? I know you're, you're very technically good wrestler, but you do some comedy stuff. Um, how do you view that? Well, it just depends on, uh, it depends where I'm needed. Um, there are shows where I'm at the, at the bottom of the card, you know, we need something lighthearted. And then there's other shows where. It's like main event, Dan, and that's got to be a little bit more serious. It just depends on what's needed. If I need to be a comedy guy, hey, well, let's have some fun. Uh, if if it needs to be serious, we need to go wrestle. I can I can go wrestle. If I need to do hardcore and bleed now, I guess I do that too. So it just it just depends on you know what story they need for me, and I, I've I've gotten uh, to the point where I can adapt to whatever situation. A show would need me on, so it just it just depends. I mean, I, I do less and less comedy and and more and more just you know wrestling, and I, I appreciate I, that because I mean I love comedy, but I just I don't like doing it all the time. I guess I've been exposed to a lot of shows where you've been doing the um, flip flop chops. I think almost every match I've seen you you've done the flip flop chops. What's the origin of that? That's that's pretty funny. Um. I actually used to wrestle in boots, and I had uh, a pair of uh, awful patent leather blue boots with lift that I was really clumsy at, but I had to get that extra inch. But uh, I was lacing them up at a, at a show in Alabama for Mad Dog Dan Sawyer, and I went and cinched my boot laces, and it snapped. I just snapped the, the, the laces on my boots, and then I'm just, like, looking around like, oh, oh crap, what do I do now? And then uh, – Dan Sawyer said, hey, you're already doing an honor gimmick. Why don't you just wrestle barefoot? I was like, well, I guess I never thought about that. So I started wrestling barefoot and just wearing flip-flops to the ring. And I would taunt people with them and clap with them, but I never really thought about hitting somebody with them until I was in a, a battle royal 
in uh, for New South or not New well New School Action at the time way before New South in uh, Fayetteville, Tennessee. It was in the Battle Royal, and I see a guy pick up my flip flops and then goes to hit somebody, and it was like bullet time from the Matrix. And my face lit up. I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy's about to hit somebody with my flip-flops. This is money. So before he could hit somebody, I ran up, rushed over there and cut him off, took the flip-flops, started hitting everybody in the in the barrel with him. And that's – I owe the flip-flop chop to uh, Brian Sterling, uh, an Alabama wrestler, for, for picking up my flip-flops and attempting to hit people with them. Because if he wouldn't have done that, I don't know when I would have picked up the flip-flop chop. And that was pretty much <laughs> – to get my bare foot. So. <laughs> Dan, I have, um, uh, you know, I'm sort of famous for asking a very provocative or like an incredibly difficult question. I'm afraid that's what this is going to be. So, you know, old, old school wrestling always declared, you know, if you're going into a promotion or you're getting a spot, you're taking it from somebody else, right? Obviously, you're kind of like a Swiss Army knife, right? You're you're very adaptable. You can wrestle any number of spots. When you look at the big leagues, and I guess that would constitute, I'm talking about like New Japan, WWE, Ring of Honor. I guess we'll put AEW there now, right? Is there somebody you see on one of those cards that you think, you could put me in for that guy? And I'm not saying like you're better than they are. You don't have to say that, but... So, like a, a performer currently working where you go, I would love to have that spot and that sort of niche that they have. It's like it's like I feel like that all the time. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm trying to think yeah. of somebody. I don't have anybody specific. Um, hmm. I remember one time there was a – and I and I don't know any of these people, and I'm sure they're awesome people, and they have no idea who I am. But I remember – uh, a long time ago, maybe not, maybe a, a year or so ago, there was a guy that debuted on NXT, and I don't know if he's doing anything now, but it was a, it was a dude named Kona Reeves that came in with like an Islander gimmick at first. He's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does something else now, but when I saw that, he came out with like the, the Hawaiian uh, flower necklace. He was wearing boots. He wasn't barefoot or anything, but I was like, huh, that would be me if I was like two feet taller. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow, this, this, this guy's not great. <laughs> as far as his entering, but, you know, he's still developmental. I mean, I'm sure he's fine now, but uh, I was like, well, I could do that. Um, I don't know. I guess that'd be the, the, the closest thing that I would compare to me. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Dan, before we let you go, this, this what do you know about uh, Kane Justice? You've got Kane Justice this Friday night at Action Wrestling. You know, I don't know a lot about him. Uh, Action Wrestling is the only show I believe I've met him at, and we've never crossed paths uh, or anything. I, I believe that he'd also, he also wrestles barefoot, and he has a, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu style. Am I correct in that? Yes, you are. I, yes, I think that's, boy, that's, you did your homework, yes. Well, I, I think, you know, when I think about him, I think about another wrestler that's probably similar, and that's Dominic Greeny that I've mixed it up with about three times now. So I, I have a feeling it's going to be uh, some some good some good uh, mat wrestling, maybe get uh, some suplexes, uh, a lot of submission attempts. That's what I'm mentally preparing for. So you might get to see a little bit more of a serious Dan, you know, because I don't want this guy to break my arm or my foot yeah. or anything like that. So uh, if, if he comes in serious, I'm going to be serious as well. 
And I think I you think know, that action know. though being a little bit more matured uh Cabana Man Dan style. Mhm. Mhm. You know, you you're a very level-headed guy. I mean, just from from listening to you here, um is there something that kind of gets your goat or like <laughs> when you get pissed at a wrestling show, <laughs> like legitimately pissed, what what probably spurred you getting pissed? Or do you get pissed? I mean, I don't I don't I, I might I might lash out or like flare up for a moment, but you know, a lot of people see me as a long time vet top guy that they can trust with questions and advice and stuff. So I try I try to I'm just a level headed, pretty laid back guy. But uh, we had a we had a New South show where yeah. in the pre show you know, this guy wins his match, he gets a spot on the Survivor Series team, whatever. So he wins his match, but then he gets beat down in a backstage segment and they had to, like, cart him off. Like, this guy's done. He he can't wrestle tonight. And then intermission comes out, and I'm, I'm setting up my, my, my merchandise. I see this I see this kid bebopping about to sit behind the merch table. I said, dude, <laughs> you just got to get back to the locker room before anybody sees you. It's, it's, it's selling. And when people get beat up in their matches and they're like two seconds later they're out selling merch, if I if, if I've already wrestled and I'm out selling merch, I'm limping around and it's usually a shoot limp because I'm old. But I'm gonna be <laughs> wrestling you know. And that's just that's my that's my pet peeve is no is, is selling or the lack thereof when it comes to interaction. Especially if Yeah. I mean you know you know you know where I'm coming from. It's I Absolutely. think what's coming in wrestling. Yeah, one of, one of my pet peeves also. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to plug before we let you go? Uh, man, um, just you know, check me out on social medias. Um, on Twitter, I'm at Cabana Man Dan. On Instagram, I'm Cabana Dot Man Dot Dan. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook. Uh, and I'm going to do some quick shout outs to some of the shows you could check me out on. Uh, in Alabama, it'll be New South. Uh, Tennessee is uh, Southern Underground Pro. Uh, Crux Wrestling, MSWA, uh, Warpath. Uh, you can see me this Saturday, uh, this Friday on Ad Action, uh, and also uh, Black Label Pro, AIW, Primetime Pro Wrestling, and uh, I make a return to Chikara in in July as well. Um, I, I feel like I'm always forgetting the show too, but uh, you can find my schedule somewhere. You can ch- check me out somewhere on this side of the world. Right on. Great. Damn, man. It's uh it's a pleasure to talk to you. You're you're certainly that I think you're actually having the career that a lot of guys claim to have. Where promotions want you, you're really going out and doing it and you're putting in the miles on your car and uh the strain on yourself, it's clear that you love what you do and uh crowds love having you there and promoters support you. Best of luck on everything, man, and congratulations on your continued success. Well, hey, I'm trying to have a career year, and it's so far so good. And, uh, you know, people will still have me around, and if I can make it, I'll be there. Fantastic, man. I'll see you Friday at uh, Action. Yes. All right, thank you, guys. Right on. Larry, you're going to go to action on Friday. Are you going to a Saturday show? I think because I'm going to be away the next week in Chicago for another uh, uh, 
period of time assisting with family. Uh, so I think I'll, this will be, I think I will be doing double shot this weekend, either um, Anarchy or yeah. Georgia Premier on Saturday, but action definitely on Friday. Right on. What's a, do, is, does Georgia Premier have something going on that sort of piqued your interest in going, or did you just want to see things sort of post – you know, like Daryl Morris is now face. You wanted to see what that looked like. Yeah, it's it's really more post because I haven't even looked at the card, mm-hmm. but I haven't been there since all of that went down. So that would that's exactly why I'd be going because I I want to see kind of where they are now compared to where they were then. Exactly. It's, so, it's uh, it really uh, is. I mean, I know we say this a lot, but it really is an exciting time in Georgia wrestling. There's just so much going on, and. Um, I, I do feel bad for the promotions that have either they're in the wrong part of the wave, right? They've either the wave has passed them by or they got ahead of the wave and it crashed down on them. Um, because I mean, everybody seems like they're doing pretty good to great. Um, but yet, you, you know, it's important to remember that there are promotions that have kind of gone by the wayside and it'll be interesting to see, uh, I mean, it would be just very tempt. It would be very hard to uh, wrap up your wrestling show right now. You would always think that you had another shot at it, you know, because <laughs> the crowds are so hot right now. Hey, so let's get to our uh, main event guest here. Please. Uh, yeah, we're joined now by PWX promoter Brian Kanabrowski on the cusp of, you know, possibly the biggest show in the company's history. Good time yeah, to man. talk with him. Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, Larry. Hey, Stephen. How are you guys? Doing great, man. Um, I, I got to say this right off the jump. Uh, some of the promotional videos I've seen uh, for everything going on, you know, Jushin, like like all of that stuff, I'm I'm flabbergasted at how great it looks. And, I mean, you know, the word professional is thrown around a lot. But it's more than professional. I mean, it's it's art. It's great. If if I'm a hardcore wrestling fan who knows who those guys are, I'm going. If I'm a casual fan, I'm intrigued. And if I'm not a fan, I'm still like, what the hell is this? This looks amazing. <laughs> I just I just think you've honored the people that you're bringing in. It's it's one of those rare things where a promotional video is the right combination of honoring the people that you're bringing in while also making them sort of reinventing them for people who may not be a hundred percent familiar and making them appealing and interesting and doing it in a very short amount of time on those promotional videos. So just kudos to you. And, and if you wanted to give a shout out to whoever put those videos together, cause they're really stellar stuff. That is yes, sir. That is uh, Patrick price. I can't take credit. I kind of give him, you know, a little bit of a vision of what I want, um, but by no means. Now, you take a look at – now, I'm learning Photoshop myself now. I'm learning uh, Publisher, Premiere Pro. I'm taking up some of learning some of that myself now, but uh, that is all Patrick Price. That is literally – if I give him 15 seconds, 30, or uh, what is that one? The, I think our announcement video was 61 seconds, which is yeah long for us, but – uh, that's all the time we have. So, and then I use those specific time frames to advertise uh, everywhere. So, it's amazing. But that is def- that's definitely Patrick. So, yeah, 
no, hey, Stephen, I'm going to warn you, no hard questions because I will plead the fifth. <laughs> uh, I'm already <laughs> prepped for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've I've got a I've got a hard one off the jump, and then I know Larry's got a bunch of questions, but and it's hard, but not so hard. Is this you know Larry announced it, and Larry couches things because he's smarter than I am. And uh, is this, in, in your opinion, is this the biggest show in PWX history? Financially, logistic-wise, mm. it's absolutely the biggest we've ever done. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I can tell you it, it is uh, financially comparable to our biggest failure, which was X-16 2015, the first X-16 up in Winston-Salem, the three nights at the Benton, yeah. Benton Convention Center where we didn't draw a blank. blank. Um, <laughs> that, Given away, God bless you. just so it made so just so it made so it looked better uh, on film and on video. Um, but that show was almost the end of PWX in 2015. Now, granted, we've come out of that. We've been in the black for a very very long time. Um, I've I've been very smart in waiting to build this super show, uh, waiting on this relationship with New Japan. Uh, and making sure the timing was right, making sure that the venue was specific, that I knew, you know, every cost going in, uh, making sure that the advertising budget was six times our normal budget or more, uh, making sure the ad space was all set. So, I mean, I had all of this laid out um, to make sure that we were uh, ready to put this together awesome plus we've got could you give us a really little in, in, could you give us a little insight into you know how this came together one getting juice and liger on the show and two like the decision to go into the grady cole center i don't think anybody's run wrestling there in a while have they uh i okay so our team so let me let me rewind the clock a little bit to uh wrestlemania what did it be 34 was new orleans is that right um, yeah, so I had a, so I had a sit down because myself, Patrick Price, uh, and the high spots crew put on WrestleCon. Uh, so I was there assisting with the live events, uh, took some time on Sunday to talk with Tiger Hedatori and Rocky Romero. And that probably lasted, good Lord, probably a good hour. Um, went from that to working with Bushy Road USA when they did their new beginnings here in Charlotte, February 1st of this year and February 2nd in Nashville. Uh, myself and my team and Patrick handled production. Every PWX guy was there handling everything from security to ushering to backdoor to referees. Um, they got some, you know, a little, a couple of them got matches. John Schuyler was on one show. Uh, Tracer X was on another, um, Harlem Bravado was on the Nashville show. So, I mean, we've been working really hard on this relationship for a long, long time. Um, so we kind of showed them what we could do. They came in, 
expecting very indie. Um, and based on production, uh, they were given w- way more than that, way more than what they expected. Um, I mean, just arranging the venues, arranging the hotels. I mean, I helped them reduce their budget by probably 30 grand um, mm. of what they were, of what they expected to spend versus what I saved them Ooh. just in, in negotiating with on their behalf here. Uh, and then it, it was, it's just been um, Kevin Kelly who works with us on the office side, as well as the commentary side when he's available and not in Japan, pretty much we're his only U S booking. Um, so he's working with us now, kind of giving us some guidance and, you know, a good path to be on for, for the next couple of years. And he, you know, when he had Rocky Romero sitting with him at New Japan commentary, they dropped some PWX hints and they'd talk about PWX on New Japan World and that helped. So he's helped prepare the New Japan audience, plus giving those in the Carolinas and the Southeast who pay attention to New Japan kind of a, hey, wait a minute, what did he just say? Who is that promotion that he's talking about? So that kind of drops some yeah. hints. Um, and then the beginning of, what was it? I think it was night nine of the juniors tournament. He mentioned Liger coming as one of my hints or one of my Easter eggs for the fans to, to search out. Um, I like messing with the fans too. So it's, it's enjoyable for me sometimes to kind of tease them as who's coming. Cause they really never know. Uh, and then it was, Hey, who, here's my list. Here's who I'd like. We got, four out of five. Um, and then those were approved. Then it was, all right, let's send the matches back. So we sent the matches back. The matches were all approved. Uh, next day I paid for the talent in full. Um, flights are handled. Everything's paid for. So, I mean, for me, all I'm watching is ticket sales to pay myself back. So, which is a good problem to have on a small car budget type show. Yeah. So, and that's where, and that's where we're at. Um, I mean, it's, it's been a a good relationship, a very positive relationship. I think there's going to be a lot more down the road for us. Um, You know, if they needed something, we were up in uh, for WrestleCon in New York this past year for WrestleMania. So, I mean, we're, we're going out to dinner with them and, you know, the offices talk and, um, we sit down with them. We were their guests uh, at the Madison Square Garden show. Um, it's been it's been really really positive, and I enjoy working with other companies because if I'm building a relationship with the office, it's going to give the boys an opportunity down the road. That's the main thing for me. Is I know I'm not going to keep everybody forever, but if I can get them an opportunity at a contract with somebody else that they can actually make a career career. And yeah, uh, be able to do it full time. That's the number one goal. That's always been the number one goal. Nice man. Well, before we go any further, uh, give us the logistics. When's the show happening? How can people get tickets? Um, what are the main attractions for the show? Like I know that stuff, but I certainly I think there's people who are listening to this who may not have even known this show was happening. And it's your chance to see Jushin Liger. So yes. Please give this, us the logistics. This is the only time that I know of 
in his retirement tour that you will be able to see Jushin Thunder Liger in Charlotte, North Carolina, July 7th at 7 p.m. at the Grady Cole Center. It's a Sunday evening. Tickets are available at pwxpro.com. Um, click, it literally, it's, I mean, it, I'm the one who works on our website, so literally it's, you click right on there, you've got a live kind of a excerpt of the commercial that airs, uh, and then from there it's just get tickets now, click on that. You can pick out your reserve seat. We have uh, probably like 900, I think there's about 984 or more seats that are all 100% reserved. If you buy a floor seat, you'll get a reduced price on uh, a meet and greet with Liger. And then we also have uh, Rapungi 3K, which is uh, Rocky Romero, Sho, and Yo, who are the current New Japan junior heavyweight tag champion so that was a, a big favor that a they're still the tag champs and b that they let us book them um so i was happy about that and then they will be facing uh drew adler from augusta georgia area and tracer x from Asheville, north carolina they're working as a tag team with us uh some people call them the protein pals i mean i don't know what whatever their tag team name is or be going to become uh, Jushin Thunder Liger is going to be in a uh, tag match. We can't announce that match until after our June 22nd show Saturday. And then also we're doing uh, Rocky Romero versus Harlem Bravado. Uh, that was actually requested from New Japan, so I was happy to put that together. Um, and we've got uh, Lindsay Snow on the card versus uh, Savannah Evans. Who mm-hmm. does a lot of work down there at uh, One Fall down in Georgia with Teddy Long's group down there? Yeah, I think she's their current champion, um, and she's a member of the syndicate for us. So they're go- they're going to be there. Um, we've got some other people I can't announce until I think it's going to be it'll be Monday the twenty fourth of this month. So this coming Monday we'll announce some more. Um, yeah, we'll have. Uh, heavyweight title match uh, and then Billy Brash is uh, doing an ITV uh, he's Sabah who's out of Florida um, every once in a while you'll get to see him in Georgia um, but yeah I mean huge show for us um, tickets believe it or not tickets for this event start at $15 all the way up to our front rows uh, are 75 without meet and greet <clears throat> So it's one of the most expensive tickets I've ever done, but we've priced it right. Uh, I'm priced under an NXT. I'm priced under an ROH ticket. Um, So for for the card that you're getting, you're going to get a chance to see Liger uh, in action live uh, for probably the last time ever in the Carolinas, plus in the historic Grady Cold building, which has a ton of NWA history, and I'm just happy to be running it, and they never tore it down. So we'll be right uh, on. If this is successful. If this is successful for us, which I, I'm going to state it that way. If it's successful for us, we'll, we'll have uh, much bigger shows in Grady Cole uh, on a frequent basis. Um, wow. They have worked, they have worked with us tremendously uh, to bring wrestling in there. Um, I've worked. My whole thing is, wrestling business is a lot of relationships. If, if these young guys yeah, kind of understood that 
wrestling is about relationships and who those relationships are with and networking yourself. That's literally what I've done on behalf of the company is to try and assist other companies coming into Grady Cole. Um, and people pay attention to that, whether it's, you know, the company out of Hartford, Connecticut, if they say, or if I get a message that I'm looking at somebody or, Hey, have you ever booked this person? I'm going to try and book that person while I have the opportunity to book that person before they sign a contract somewhere. That is the number one goal for me is I want everybody to have a chance to see who they're going to see on Mondays, who they're going to see on Tuesdays and who they're going to see at NXT or AW now. Um, I mean, I'm really proud of everything we've done uh, prior to, to myself purchasing the company. And since then it's been, it's been absolutely crazy. We've had our ups and downs, but it's been absolutely crazy fun ride. So, yeah, I, I, I got to say that more than it, I do. It, 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 sh- it shocks me that you were so forthright. Because, I mean, this is something I had always said about PWX. Like, there there was a time not all that long ago. I mean, 2015, you know, in our modern world, that seems like forever ago. But, it's I mean, it's a few years, you know. Like, you, you know, you probably still have, like, cold sweats remembering some of those times. <laughs> like, um, but it's it's remarkable. PWX was always to me, and Larry can probably back this up. It was always kind of the boys' favorite promotion. Like, you know, that, like it was a destination promotion for the guys in Georgia by and yeah, large. That's true. Um, that's true. And then, and then, but then it was always like, you'd always hear these stories about this going wrong or like this, you know, like they probably lost money on this show and da, 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 da. And then, but you, I haven't heard that kind of thing in years. It's just been, up and up and up and up and up. So, I mean, of course, I know you're real proud of your guys and your crew and everybody that helps you, but, uh, man, you deserve a pat on the back as well uh, because, man, those ups and downs and uh, riding through those lean times. I mean, you know, we talk a lot about Gary Lamb, and, you know, he's never had to have that gut check when it comes to wrestling yet. And I'm curious what he's going to do because it's never – it's never just goes straight up, right? Like that's, it's just not wrestling. I don't care who you are. And uh, you've shown that you can, you know, you could break the, uh, the bucking Bronco. And that's something very much to be proud of. So. It has been, uh, and I, I appreciate Gary and what he's doing in Canton. Um, I, I watched Gunners and you guys talked about it earlier. I watched his, uh, his podcast or video podcast, Facebook podcast, whatever, with Gary, um, we have a lot of the same mentality. I mean, I came into this not as what you would call a hardcore wrestling fan. I mean, I grew up upstate New York, you know, on the the old WWF mid-1980s loop with Junkyard Dog and Superfly Snooka and Mr. Fuji at the Rochester War Memorial. But, I mean, for me, there was a huge gap in, good Lord, from probably 90, 1990 to 2011, you know? Uh, so, I mean, yeah. I'm literally literally a guy from the car business in the wrestling promotion. Like, there isn't enough of us already, uh, but got into the wrestling business <laughs> and... <laughs> I had to throw that one in there. Uh, yep. Yeah, it's definitely what 
it's definitely one of those where, you know, I mean, you can either use it as a tax write-off or you can use it as a business. I choose to go with the business uh, yeah. aspect because I want, I want it to be profitable. Um, I want the guys to have the respect in the industry that when they go applying for a contract, they can ask for that extra couple grand or they can ask for a little bit more money when they get there because they're already going to be recognized or they're going to just be a good hand that there's going to be a place for them, period. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm like Gary. I, I stay stay out of the booking as much as possible, but if it doesn't make sense to me, it's not going to make sense to the fans, so I do have veto power most of the time. So, okay. Hey, one other question, and I'm seeing that uh, our time is running lower because I think we got to cut out at nine, but I, I have several, but we may have to have you back another time if you're willing. You you run more buildings than most promotions do. I just was curious about your thoughts on that because, you know, you're not just always running the same place. Uh, it's So we run Cabarrus Arena pretty frequent. That's about six to seven times a year. Uh, we have our own building now that's got six figures worth of production equipment in it. That we've established kind of a, an NXT of our own in PWX Pure, so we're running that a minimum of once a month. Um, it only seats 180, uh, but you can fit technically. Well, you can get away with 200 if you stand some people in the lobby doorway. Um, but it's the the premise is I like having a big footprint, just like a a, a car dealership would, or uh, kind of the circus. Um, to where, you know, I'll adjust ticket prices to run in Albemarle, North Carolina this weekend. Um, and they're going to be much more inexpensive based on the demographics of that city than what I run yeah. in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm running, I'm running a $5 case ticket and a $10 G and a $10 GA in Albemarle. Um, and I try and keep something in that price point range to where, if you're on public assistance and, and want to go to a PWX show, you can still make it to a PWX show. Nice. I mean, cause I myself know that 50% of our fan base is under the 50 K demographic. So Absolutely. that's, so, I mean, I'm a big numbers guy. If you guys can't tell. So, I mean, <laughs> Kind of got that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, you I mean, know, I'm, I mean, while I'm on the while I'm on the phone with you, I'm watching the eight people who are on the website right now, where they came from, and what page they're on on the website based on their IP address and the city they live in, and how long it took the page <laughs> to load for them. Uh, I, I mean, that, but that's you know, I think that's where we are in wrestling in in the indies, especially. I think. I mean, I've said it before in, in Georgia promotions in particular, the, the promotions that are making it right now are the promotions that have an intimate and genuine affection for their own fan base. I think the days where you have a quiet disdain for your audience are done. Um, and uh, clearly, and I think promoters that, now you're, you're only going to make it and have success if you're a promoter that actually fucking promotes. I, I think the days where guys could just sort of coast by are long gone. It's it's a, it's long more gone. of a hustle game now than it is 
ever been. And uh, you're hustling, and you you clearly love your fan base. And I think hopefully, you know, it's this perfect storm that's going to happen for you for uh, Jushin Liger show at the Greedy Cole. I think it's going to. I think it's going to. My prediction is it's going to work out incredibly well. That's for sure. I think it's. I'm ho- I'm hoping it it pleasantly surprises me. Uh, we did very well. The first five days, pretty much paid for the show. Um, so oh, I'm nice. I'm in the gravy phase already. Um, and nice. You can look online, and I'm not afraid to say, hey, you can look online and see what we've already sold. So if that kind of tells you of how I was smart with doing the budget of the show having literally the payday i i'm one of those promoters where i was told when i first bought the company uh cue ball carmichael um told me real easy if you don't walk in a show with payday don't run the show yeah right. so he gave me a he gave me a dollar amount i walk in with that minimum same dollar amount every single show we run because he said you never know what's going to happen you may have to quote unquote pay a fan send someone to the hospital, want to take care of them. I mean, we run things differently to where, I mean, I'm proud to be one of the few people that says, if you get injured, I'm still going to pay your booking fee while you're gone until you come back. That's one Hmm. of the rare things that happens in my locker room. Oh Um, yeah. That's rare. I mean, people, people bust, people bust my chops that I had, I put people on contracts, but I'm going to put even more people on contracts and I'm going to put addendums as to where I feel comfortable them working. I'm not going to build a baby face for 18 months for you to go to another place for 50 more dollars for them to turn you heel in a storyline that makes no sense. And all it does is let the promoter or one of his flunkies beat off to himself. Amen. <laughs> and the parents said, "Hallelujah." Um, you know, I know it's gonna. It's probably gonna kick and us by, off here at nine. Way, but yeah, no, it, it actually we'll still be able to record if you want to do the extended version for thirty four for thirty minutes because uh, wrestling heels was how I ended up getting we wrestling heels radio. Um, is how I ended up starting getting into the wrestling business in 2011. So you do have 30 mm. minutes overtime. Just giving you that heads up, by the way. <laughs> so I mean, if you guys want to get into, if you want to get into a little bit of fun, we can get into a little bit of fun. I mean, the people who are in the wrestling business will enjoy some of these comments because they understand who they are and what I'm talking about. But it's it's one of these where I'm I'm trying to hold back the reins a little bit because I enjoy knowing 250 of my fans. I hate when someone leaves unhappy for any single reason. My whole yeah, business man. model is my whole business model is based on the Ritz Carlton model. If you aren't getting a handshake high or a, a handshake thank you when you leave that building by me, I'm normally out there 90% of the time unless something crazy happens, uh, to make sure that every fan is thanked as they walk out the door. That's what a lot of people don't care about. All they're caring about right now is the 8 to $10 or yeah. copying something that they see working somewhere else. You've got to build your own brand identity, and that's through your fans. So we, I mean, 
the boys sometimes get mad at me because I use the hashtag PWX family, but they got, they also understand that that family also helps me pay them. So they get it, you know? So if, and it's one of those where, I mean, I'm going to take the time to, to learn your name. I'm going to take the time to send you a Facebook message and find out if you're all right. If you missed my last show, a lot of people won't do that or don't even take the time to pay attention to who's actually there. They're literally just running it to be a hobby, to be, to say, Oh, Hey, I'm a promoter. Oh, Hey, I'm a booker. That's not how it works. That's not how it works in business. That's not how it works in any successful business. Myself, I, I think I get it. Gary Lamb in Canton right now gets it. And he, and he yep. needs to keep putting gasoline on his fire in Canton. Um, and just enjoy things. Done and done. I think he's the tire fire that never goes out. So. <laughs> so I see, I mean, I'm watching what he does a lot on Facebook. I'm like, how much shit does he, pardon my mouth, how much does he have himself involved in that's not even wrestling related? Right, right. I mean, it's like... I mean, it's, he's it's crazy. Pure, he's a pure promoter. Like that's his gig. That's his like food on the table gig. And wrestling is is not even the biggest thing that he does. He's brown, honestly. So, hey, but he clearly so right, takes it to, seriously. So. Back yeah. to PWX. Um, I'm curious about yeah. your your the, the concept of um, running the pure shows. Uh, building our own stars, uh, or helping the guys just fine tune some things, um, you know, bringing in somebody. I mean, the, here's the thing. The pure brand is literally just to, I mean, the guys, we have a flat rate that we pay everybody. Uh, anyone that's contracted on PWX uh, comes in at a, a 50 to 60% of their normal rate to, to be there to help the guys build that brand and to help them get better to be able to make it to their main roster. That's literally all it's about. It allows us to see people without having a ton of regular storylines. I mean, we're starting to now get, I mean, some, some storylines into the, into the pure brand. Um, mainly because that's what I want is more storylines in the in the pure brand. Um, but it's still hard because I'm cycling through. I mean, Facebook Messenger for me is ridiculous. I hate it sometimes because I lose people or it's like, all right, who's booked? Here we go. Start this list. And then we keep track of, all right, this is who I want. I want to bring in. Uh, I'm a big influence right now on pushing for the girls' matches. Um, so I will handle some of that. And it's, and it's really just it's we have to build our own stars, and they see the value of, all right, if I start out in PWX Pure, how long is it going to take me to get to PWX? Because everybody wants to be on PWX footage because they know everybody watches the PWX footage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I remember uh, Adam Brooks from Australia called me out of the blue a few years ago, and he's like, here's my number. I'm coming from Australia. Here's where I'll be staying. I'm coming in and I want to work this show. I'm like, okay. I had no idea who he was. So I'm asking some of the boys, I'm like, who is this guy? He's coming from Australia and he wants to work for us. And the number he gave me was ridiculous. So I was like in in a low way, but it was like, he, he, he saw the value in getting a chance to work for us 
while he's on his, I guess they call it their summer break or whatever over there. They get like eight weeks. It's ridiculous. Um, so, but that's one of the fun stories is getting that chance to, you know, see some guys from Australia or, you know, when the guys come over from England, if they're here and I can get them here or get them in a car with somebody from Florida or from New York, we're going to bring them. Um, so it's the the whole basis of that brand really is just to pay my half of the rent that I'm splitting with high spots. So for that show, but the other benefit is getting a chance to see all these other guys yeah. um, in, in the building in a fantastic production. I mean, that if you've never, if you guys get a chance, please come as my guest just to a pure show. We were very blessed with getting that building. That building's got its own history. We're not going to get into that either. Yeah, man. Oh. No, I mean, so great. So, I mean, I think one more time, tell us, give us the logistics of the show. And, uh, yeah, man, tell us, tell us where, when, how to get tickets. One more time for the people up top. You got it. For the people in the back, sitting in the, in the Bob Euchre section, if you're old enough to remember what that is, it's PWX <laughs> Legend, July 7th. At 7 p.m., 777, you can't forget it, it's 777. Um, Grady Cole Center, Charlotte, North Carolina. Meet and greet start at 4 o'clock with Jushin Thunder Liger, Rapungi 3K, Rocky Ramiro. Uh, doors open at 6 p.m., 7 p.m. Bell. We'll have seven or eight matches for you or more if I feel like I want to add more, but I think that's right on the money with where we need to be. Um, but definitely check it out, uh, pwxpro.com. If you have any questions while ordering, you can call toll-free, 855-PWX-FANS, F-A-N-S, uh, and you'll probably get me or someone else from the office on the phone. If you just want to chit-chat about wrestling, I'll give you five minutes, but if you want to ask questions yeah. about tickets, I'll get, I'll get you rung up on the phone pretty quick. Nice. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. Thanks a lot. Well, Best of luck, and we got to have you on again. I mean, you know, we'll, of course, we're going to let you get through this show, and uh, I would love to hear, you know, stories from the show and your take on it afterwards. Um, but best of luck. I don't think you're going to need it. The great ones make their own luck, and it seems like you've you've got all your ducks in a row. So now we just got the wrestling gods just got to help you out a little bit, and uh, you're going to have a nice packed house at the Grady Cole Center. I think it's going to be great. I, I appreciate it. An absolute pleasure. Um, if y'all ever have any questions for me, just hit me up on Facebook now, uh, or maybe I'll hit you up, Stephen, and, and bust your chops about your little podcast too. So. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Brad. Thank you for absolute being on. Absolute pleasure, guys. Thank you. You got it. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks again. Sure. Well, Larry, um, not that we should reveal these kind of things, why not we talk about everything, um, you, you know, for a show that it, it was a completely different show a week ago, right? I mean, we're going to have Frey right. High on. We, we, like, that's why we last week off. It was in an effort, but they, we still couldn't get Fred and, and come together. Larry, you're on a hot streak. What can I say? Like, like I mean, you know, you're lining things up at the last minute that are better than people who plan out their show a month in advance. And uh, 
I thought the show went really well. I mean, you know, Cabana Man. Well, thank, Dan thanks. I've been wanting. You know, Brian has been been his has had agreed yeah. to do the show a while back. It was just a matter of getting the getting the right time to get it to have him. And this seemed like as good a time as any. And thanks to um, uh, Matt Griffin at Action for helping us get uh, Cabana Man Dan. And thanks to Cabana Man Dan Absolutely. for doing it last minute because that was a last minute deal when the, a couple of other things we had in the fire did not pan out. So, um, yeah, and we'll see how your latest concept pans out two weeks from tonight. Yes, if you got a promo that you love, and if you're in the wrestling business and you don't have a promo that you love, what the fuck is wrong with you, first of all? But this is your chance. <laughs> Do a little research. My God, I mean, we're in the information age. You can find that promo you can probably find a transcript of that promo and come on and tell us the story. The promo I love is blank, and the reason I love it is blank. And then, uh, and then you just you read that promo for us um, or perform it to any level that you feel comfortable. Hell, if you want me or Larry to read it, we can, but it would be much more fun if you did that, I think. Um, That's for sure. Let's get some people on. and I can't wait. Any predictions as far as that goes? Who, like, I think there's going to be a big discrepancy between promo choices based on the age of the person involved. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're someone who's in your 40s or 50s like me, obviously you're going to lean towards sort of Crockett promotion era stuff, right? I, out of cure, I'm Larry. I'm going to put you on the spot, and then I know we got to go. If you had to pick a promo, and obviously you and I are going to probably refrain from doing one in the interest of time, but if you were going to pick a promo, and it doesn't have to be your all-time favorite promo, but what's a promo you think you would consider doing? Uh. Probably something ba- way back from my childhood from AWA. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, you know, because those are the ones I really remember. The, I mean, I love the, the, the Crockett era stuff. Don't get me wrong. Those were awesome promos. But, you know, the ones that really got me as a kid out of AWA with Bruiser and Crusher and Nick Bockwinkle and, and people like that. Um, you know, I still remember some of the phrases they used in, in, in those in those promos. So some, probably something from that era. I, you know, mine is probably going to shock people too, because again, Crockett stuff loved it. You know, I'm a Jake Roberts guy, loved his stuff, but I would probably pick something from. I, I mean, because you know, Polynesian wrestling is what I watched and listened to. And Polynesian Wrestling had the good fortune at different points of having guys like, you know, Curtis Ikea or um, or Kevin Sullivan had a long run. And some of those Kevin Sullivan promos were so freaking good. You know, it was like our taste of what Florida got to experience, I think. And um, those were amazing. But uh, – I would have to go with. There were a couple of Gary Hart promos in a world oh. that just burned into my brain, and just images. I, I remember Tony Cadena and I having a discussion about Gary Hart. We're just there, talking about Gary Hart, and he brought up something that as soon as he started talking about, it, oh god! But it was like Gary Hart, like they had just like leveled Sting. And Gary Hart was walking around Sting and pointing at him and kept going, that's what you get. That's what you get. And he's just like chanting it and pointing. And it was just like, man, I, I'm, I can't wait. In fact, I hope if, if they're listening now out there, 
uh, some younger wrestlers in their 20s. I want to hear, I mean, who are the guys from the last five years that have cut a promo that have blown your mind? I want to hear them. So that's two weeks from now on July 2nd. Um, special thanks to our guest, Cabana Man Dan. And, of course, from PWX. I mean, that's that's as big a show as you get. Um, how many does Grady Cole hold? Is well, it, you know, that, he, he, the actual seating capacity is 3,000. Obviously, they're not set up for that, but it, it, it will hold 3,000. I mean, they're going to get how – many, how many do you think you're going to get? I'm going to put you on the spot one last time before we go. What do you think they're going to get? Oh, I, I think they may get the 1,000 that the CT's got set up. He might get it. Yeah, man. Yeah, they don't get it. They don't get it. Anyway, thank you so much, Larry, and thank you for Thanks. everybody who's listening and sharing the podcast and all that. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to put out a you know, full disclosure tomorrow morning. And uh, in two weeks, we're going to have our promos, and I can't wait for that. So until then, uh, thank you for Larry Goodman. I'm Stephen Platinum. Thank you for joining us on The Tipping Point. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.
Hello. 